Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, March 15th. 2017, we're already halfway through March. Hope everybody's having a good winter because spring is on the way. But I got to tell you, if you're in New York City, it doesn't look like it. Anyhow, let me ask you a question. Do you think men are wired to cheat? I think a lot of people would think they are, and maybe some don't think they are. But we're going to find out tonight because our special guest is an expert in the area and the specialty of cheating. Her name is Terry Lynn Wilkins. She's a life coach who's helped hundreds of people rebound from the deceptive relationships to become their best selves. So a good guest tonight for Guys Guys Radio. So we're going to bring her on. Uh, She's calling in from Colorado. So we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. Let's quickly go through what's going on in the Guys Guys world. Then we'll do our Guys Guys Guide. And then we'll get right into the interview with our special guest. So as I was mentioning earlier at the top of the show, it snowed here in New York. It was interesting because it was 70 degrees last week and people were freaking out. I saw people with shorts. I saw a group of runners coming, running into Central Park from Columbia University. All these guys, no shirts on. You know, the shorts, it was like, what is this, June and February. Then we get into, excuse me, two, two, uh, a little over two weeks ago. Then um, this week, all of a sudden, the weather changes. It gets cold. It was really cold over the winter uh, weekend. And then yesterday, you know, this amazing storm hit us. And we didn't get, in New York City at least, we didn't get the monster snowfall. We got about seven and a half inches in Central Park. But uh, it was troublesome today. I had to go cross town and uh, take a couple of different subways and buses to get to where I was going. And it was hellacious trying to... uh, navigate the streets piles of snow the beginnings of slush ice everywhere so much had not been dug out yet because really uh things froze over last night and it's so weird because it's like january now and it's you know i always think in the northeast particularly in new york city that once you get to saint patrick's day which is saturday friday or let's see today's the 15th so friday that you hit St. Patty's Day, and that's the, pretty much the end of winter. And I think spring starts on Sunday. But the last couple of years, we've had some uh, chill in the air around. The, the winters have been later, it seems like. So we've had a torrid first half of March here. I don't want to bore you with too much on the weather, but i got to tell you, it's crazy. And uh, who knows what's causing this? You know, I've been reading a lot and reading a lot of stuff. Uh, online and uh, watching some uh, TV shows and learning about, you know, can the weather be managed? Can it be, uh, can storms be kind of directed? Who knows? There's a lot of, a lot of proof. It looks like that there are chemtrails and what's the science and the thinking behind that. Uh, I think we need to dig a little deeper to find out because you, know, you ever look up in the sky and you see these weird shaped clouds or patterns in the sky, geometric patterns or long straight lines next to each other, parallel lines. What the heck is that? Anyhow, something for you to think about. Keep your eyes up every once in a while and you'll, you'll see. Uh, what else is happening? So I actually filed my income tax early and, and already got my uh, Fed check back. So I 
implore you to get it out there. You want to get your money, get your taxes in if you can. Now, that was a nice surprise. I uh, got, got it done early this year. Um, what else is going on? NCAA basketball March Madness has just kicked off. And uh, the whole focus of the sports world for the next couple of weeks is on college basketball, which is great because, you know, it's a team game. They're not all pro. Uh, I think college basketball is a lot more fun than the NBA. Obviously, the talent level is higher in the NBA, but in college you have uh, a lot of great teams and teams where the kids play together and they may not become pros, but uh, they make it a heck of a lot of fun to watch. And uh, for so many of us who's gone to – university or college it's fun where you can root for you know your alma mater i'm lucky i went to villanova and graduated and they're ranked number one and of course like last year nobody gave them a chance and this year nobody's picking them to even get out of the get 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 into the final four because they have duke in the way and a couple of other good teams in the east but we'll see we'll see about that over the next couple of weeks um i think they play mount saint mary's on friday night to get started. They're up in uh, Buffalo. Uh, Elsewhere, we had also daylight savings time. So uh, it's light out till about seven o'clock. The sun is just going down now here in New York and uh, it's a little cloudy, but it's still somewhat light out, uh, which is nice. And the days you will pick up a minute from now until the end of June, uh, June 22nd for the summer solstice. And that's kind of nice. So get out there after work, it's nice uh, after uh, you know, this whole winter where you go to work in the dark and then you get out of work and it's dark. And now uh, you'll get out of work and it's light out and they'll, every day will get a little bit better. And after we get past this uh, next couple of weeks, the message, the, the weather is going to change here in New York, at least. Um, elsewhere, I mean, I, do I even have to mention our president, uh, Donald Trump, and all the stuff that's going on with him? I'm going to actually pass on that because it's just too much. And uh, the one thing is, though, I, I'm, I'm waiting for some of, you know, the people with the health care thing, uh, the folks that voted for him thinking that he was going to, uh, you know, kill Obamacare and come up with something better. It doesn't look like the health care plan that's been floated is, uh, is going to actually do that. And the people are going to get whacked are poor people and, uh, and people between particularly between 50 and 64. So uh, if you're a citizen out there, and you uh, are interested in your health care, which I'm sure you are, keep your eyes on what's going on because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, Let's quickly do the guy's guy's guide. Uh, I started about two weeks ago. uh, I mentioned it last week briefly. I went into a Ayurvedic medicine center here in New York and something I had been thinking about, I've been into wellness for a number of years and I've done detoxes and I've changed my diet and I don't eat meat. And, uh, I had a, uh, you know, a scare a couple of years ago where I had to have a robotic surgery on both of my kidneys, which was not a lot of fun, but everything's okay. But you know what? You want to make sure that, uh, you really get to things at the causal stage. And so much of our Western medicine is so advanced at the, at the stage of, uh, uh, two things: one, handling symptoms, and secondly, uh, you know, surgeries. They've been fantastic at it and de- de- detecting things. But in the environment we live in, there's so many heavy metals, there's so many pollutants, and particularly if you live in a city, radio wa- waves everywhere, cell phones, the television, the co- computer, heavy metals, GMOs, 
you know, the meat people eat, that's been uh, the processed food, even the fish with a lot of heavy metals, mercury in it, everybody with candida and uh, fungus in the growing in their bodies and pathogens and parasites and all of that. And you know what, you've been on this planet a number, a couple of decades and you pick that stuff up and just so many, so many of us just walking around toxic basically. So I decided to do a real detox. Uh, I've done fasting, I've done juice, I've done cleanses, but I want to do a real professional detox. So I've been going to this uh, Ayurvedic uh, place and um, basically what they're doing is I'm doing a couple of things and this is in the, the guy's guy's guide. It's really taking care of yourself is the guy's guy's guide this week, getting to the cause, not just the symptoms. So one of the things I'm doing is called uh, energy balancing. And it really, uh, the aim is to reestablish the energetic qualities of the body and restore its proper self-organization and adaptation ability so that one might achieve the energetic balance we simply know as perfect health. And they use kind of a wand and they work on you and uh, they test different areas of your body to make sure it's in balance. So the cells are kind of talking themselves in the right way and are happy. And it sounds crazy, but this was developed in Germany a number of years ago and uh, very effective. And so I went through that process. You know, the, all the stuff is, you know, I would say painless, uh, but it's in, it's definitely intrusive and uh, and something to consider if you want to get yourself checked out. Because I thought like, oh, I'm really healthy, and like, oh no, no, you got a lot of toxins, and your system is not you're not draining out the toxins as, as most people in cities. You're not draining out the toxins fast enough, so you have to do something to kind of stimulate your system, clean your blood, etc. Um, another thing we'll be looking at is biomagnetic therapy, uh, which is a natural therapy that reestablishes normal cellular milieu through the use of a pair of magnets of medium intensity. The goal is to equalize the body's pH levels, which is, a, as you know, a critical determination of health. So that's your alkaline. Um, then there's another thing that I've been using called a biocharger. And basically you lay down in front of this machine and it uh, kind of talks to your cells. The biocharger provides benefits realized from pulsed electromagnetic fields, plasma gas technology, monochromatic light therapy, photon therapy, and microcurrent technology all at once. It's non-invasive and it's shown to restore strength, stamina, coordination, mental clarity. So I've been doing that. Uh, Ultraviolet blood irradiation therapy. Um, it's called uh, UVB, and that is a uh, basically it increases op oxygen absorption, destroys fungal, viral, bacterial growth, improves circulation, improves the body's ability to detoxify, uh, it activates cortisone-like molecules and sterols and sterols, and it turns them into vitamin D, and it restores a normal size and movement of fat elements. Uh, so basically what you do for that is you get an IV and they put some stuff into your vein uh, that um, kills a lot of stuff. And then you get some blood drawn and then the blood goes through a, uh, a machine that has ultraviolet light and then it gets oxidized and it's put back into your body. Uh, I believe it's what we know. There used to be the old saying that, you know, Keith Richard, uh, had his blood changed, but I read his book and I'm pretty sure that he didn't have his, I know he didn't have his blood changed because you can't drain all the blood out of a body and put it back in. But I'm pretty sure this is what he went through because uh, 
this is this is a, it's a series of treatments where they take blood out, they clean it, and put it back in, basically. Um, and another thing, you have a uh, while you're doing that, you have what's called air air energy, which is a non-invasive oxygen therapy, also known as spirovedol or respiratory therapy, and uses a special device that continually transforms normal oxygen in the air into a high energetic state which is physiologically active form of oxygen that the body more readily absorbs. So basically, then they give you this whole series of supplements to take, drops of different stuff. I have about 17 things I'm taking. I'll be taking it for the next six weeks. You can eat uh, very little meat if you do eat meat, uh, no pork. Um, you can eat fish once a week, no dairy, no sugar. Now, I don't eat a lot of that stuff anyhow, so uh, no alcohol. Boo. But, uh, you know, if you're going to do, oh, I always figure like if you're going to do something like this, do it all the way. So I'm in the middle of it and uh, I got to keep going. My treatments are going to finish up soon, but then I go continue with the supplements. So anyhow, the reason I'm sharing this is for guys, for ladies, and, and it's very interesting that a lot of the people where I go have Lyme disease and they use this kind of treatment for to treat Lyme disease, to kill, to kill the uh pathogens in your body because Lyme disease will attack your, as far as I understand, your central nervous system. So you got to take care of yourself. And there's two ways to take care of yourself. You can wait till something happens and then address it, whether it be opioids to address symptoms or surgery to remove something, or you can do preventative stuff on your own. And if necessary, go to some, you know, go to do a treatment and get, get, work like this, consider it done. Uh, but everybody has to make their own decision and everybody knows what they need. And I, I know most people won't even bother with it, but for me, it's something I really had uh, done some research on. I really want to do. And one of my guests on guys, guys, radio, Dr. Amit Goswami mentioned this to me. He's a leading quantum physicist. So as a guy's guy, you got to be open-minded. You got to be into wellness. You got to be into change and the best way to be in change into change is to live in the present moment. So I am somebody who's had a, uh, an issue with letting things go and holding on to things too long. So I figured, you know what? Look at some things in a new way. And this is actually, I feel pretty good. This is helping me. It's a little tiring because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Your body's trying to get rid of stuff. But overall, uh, I'm really uh, getting a lot out of this. So that's that. Let's talk a little bit about the guys, guys, what's, what we are all about. What, where Guys Guys Radio came from, and then we'll bring our guest on. So as you know, if you listen to the show, Guys Guy Radio kind of grew out of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is a novel. It's, it's not a nonfiction book, and, and it is about dating. It is about relationships. It's kind of like a male sex in the city. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. You can get the book. Uh, it's been very well reviewed. It's, uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's probably the easiest place because it came out a couple of years ago. You can find it in some bookstores, but um, you get the good prices too online. So you can get the physical book or the ebook, and uh, it's a fun read. It's a real book. It's 350 pages long, so it's a real story, but it's a fun read, and it goes quickly. And I, 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 It has a kind of a blue skies vibe, but it's about something. So Check it out. So out of that came Guys Guys Radio. We've done, uh, actually, this is our 211th podcast, uh, weekly podcast, and we've had so many great guests, and I'm so 
appreciative of all the wonderful guests we've had on the show. And we've learned, I've got a free education by having these people on there. And I hope our audience has really learned a lot and, uh, from the guests. And we're available for free on iTunes. And I would ask if you want to help out because I bootstrapped this brand on my own, the Guys Guys brand. So Blog Talk Radio is a host for uh, Guys Guys Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And I would ask if you can go on iTunes, subscribe, please, rate, and review. And that really makes a difference and it really helps. You can also find me, Robert Manny, author on YouTube, Robert Manny, author on Facebook, at Robert Manny on Twitter, and my blog, my weekly blog, and all the other stuff uh, that's housed is on my website, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. So thanks so much for being with me again. I really love doing the show and I'm so appreciative of my guests, as I said. So let's talk about this week's guest and our our topic. It's about cheating. And our special guest is Terry Lee Wilkins. And um, she is an expert in the area of uh, relationships. And particularly her specialty is, uh, is really about cheating. She's a life coach. She lives in Colorado. And as I said, she's helped hundreds of people who've had to deal with kind of the pandemic of cheating that affects relationships. Most of her skew, I believe, is for women who've had guys cheat on them. And I know it happens all the time, but we're going to talk about what happens when women cheat on guys. And I'm sure she's experienced that and has clients in that area. So without further ado, I want to bring on my special guest, the Guys Guys Radio. And if you want to call in before I bring her on, the number is, the call in number is 347-945-5834, and our special guest, here she comes, Terry Lee Lynn Wilkins. Terry, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Robert? Very good. I'm sorry I messed up the intro a little bit there, but uh, welcome to the show, Terry Lynn. Um, <laughs> so let's get right to the beginning. Um, what inspired you to focus on the area as a life coach of cheating? Why did that kind of become the tip of the spear for you? You know, it was reluctant. I will be honest. I, uh, I had been a life coach for about 10 years and um, I changed my specialty because I walked the path myself first as someone who had an affair and then as someone who had been cheated on for a number of years. And I uh, felt that there was a lot of information and understanding missing from the topic, that we don't talk about it, that it's taboo, that we completely uh, don't know how to heal from it. I see a lot of women who are bitter and broken about it, and it kind of broke my heart. There's a there's a way through it that's much easier. And so after a couple of years of running from it, who wants to be the infidelity expert? <laughs> I uh, I finally accepted the the call and decided to jump full force in, but it was really just from my own journey. Okay. They refer to you as, I guess, Coach TL. Is that correct? That is right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Easier than Jerry Lynn. Okay. So when, when you first, when this first began for you, did you cheat first? And when you mentioned you'd been on the other side of the table, was the person that you were with, was it the same person who was cheating on you for a long time? Yes and yes. And okay. uh, you couldn't have found someone more judgmental of cheaters than I. 
I think, uh, you know, everybody remembers when Brad cheated on Jennifer and I banned their movie or his movies and wouldn't watch, wouldn't watch them thereafter. So when I found myself in this situation, there was no one more surprised than. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, cheating, you know, it's a, it's a word and um, there's a lot of different ways of cheating. When you look at guys and gals, you know, sometimes you say, you know, for men, it's like if, 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 if for most guys, they're like, if a woman, her, if their girlfriend or wife or whatever sleeps with somebody else, that's cheating. That's it. For women that I've spoken to, some of them feel that, you know, having their man have a kind of an emotional connection that's exclusive of them, separate and exclusive of them is tantamount to cheating also. So I guess mm-hmm. my question is, do you find that there is a difference in terms of, and do you define cheating as strictly having sex with somebody outside of your partnership, or are there different ways to be disloyal and cheat? Those are really great questions. Uh, Number one, I know that people have different definitions as far as an emotional cheating versus physical. I find, at least with the people that I talk to, that it's one and the same, that they think that one is worse than the other, but it feels just as deeply um, you feel just as deeply betrayed either way. They just have different issues, each type. As far as what is cheating, what I like to say is that cheating is defined by your partner. And you really need to know what their definition of cheating is. And if your definitions do not match, that's a huge problem. So if you have, mm-hmm. yeah, if you have you know, yeah, if you have, um, you know, some single men who are listening and they have a different definition, I don't have a judgment of, Uh, what I think is right and wrong in terms of everybody else. I certainly have a strong opinion when it comes to myself, but it is just important that your partner's definition match and that you talk about that ahead of time. So traditionally though, um, would the, for most people that you talk to, would it be cheating is uh, having sex with somebody else? For sure. And most people Uh, emotional cheating as well. I I tend to think that anything that you do that you don't want your partner to know is going to lead to some feeling of betrayal, whether or not you Mm -hmm. want to call it cheating or not. And not just betrayal of your partner, but more importantly, I think, betrayal of yourself. When you're hiding something, when you feel uh, there's something you don't want someone to know about, you carry shame about it, and it's actually... Mm -hmm damaging to you just as much as it is to your partner. So could that be, let's say, uh, you know, you find out your boyfriend like masturbates to porn all the time. Would that be cheating? I or wouldn't. Just, I, or is just, that just masturbating to porn? In, in my world, that wouldn't be cheating. If he has a problem with that and needs it and is using it to numb out some other emotion, then that's mm-hmm. sort of an issue, Right. Um, other women would say that other women are very threatened by porn. Certainly, porn has uh, effects. They've done studies that show that it changes your brain and the way you process and kind of numbs you out to real relations. So I'm not necessarily a proponent of any overuse of anything. But if mm-hmm. you are in a relationship and you've defined that that's not threatening and you want to throw that to spice up your life, that's a totally different story. Now, if you are using porn because you're lacking intimacy in your relationship and it's a substitute. So I think it all comes down to the motivation of it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not defending porn in any way, but um, 
mm-hmm. if if a if a is there a difference between a guy masturbating in bed using his imagination or a woman doing the same thing versus a guy masturbating to porn? Is there a difference there if you're using your mind or is it the visual stimuli makes it different? Because that numbs you out? I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know either. I think it comes down to, again, what you're trying to do. If you are completely in touch with your sexuality and that is something that you enjoy and you throw it in every now and then, uh, I don't see anything wrong with either of those things. Now, if you are out of touch with who you are and like I said before you're using it to numb or to escape your relationship or for some other purpose that's where in my mind there's some work to be done there and it Mm. also if you're carrying shame about it in some way if you're walking away feeling guilty then that's a clue Mm. that there there's something maybe to dig in okay so what are uh, what are the signs to look for if you want to one you know kind of keep an eye on the relationship pay attention and also uh if you suspect that something might be up so what are the what are the signs of cheating you know they can be completely contrary so you know the the obvious things where you'll you know you'll see the tips in media about if their behavior changes if you're you know if they're becoming secretive if uh, you know, you're seeing less of them. But the opposite is true, too. You can have someone who all of a sudden feels great about themselves because they're getting attention from another person and they start working out or they start dressing better or, you know. So I don't know if the signs have as much to do with it so much as I, I tend to tune in um, to each client and say, I don't, I don't buy into the excuse that you didn't know I think that everyone knows if something's off. You might not know cheating's happened, but you know if your relationship is on a good track or not. Mm-hmm. So I always, women who in particular who get stuck in bitterness and anger, I, I kind of turn the mirror and make them face. Now let's find out what you did know and when you did know it, because that's more empowering than playing you know, the victim. And so if you're feeling like you're lacking connection, you're lacking intimacy, you're not talking, I mean, those are really huge clues. It doesn't mean somebody's going to cheat. We all have different ways of numbing out our pain, Uh, you know, whether it's alcohol or activity or excessive exercise, positive things can certainly become numbing mechanisms. But uh, it could also be that someone uses attention from another person to cheat as well. So the biggest indicator is what is the quality of your relationship? What is your connection? Are you having sex with your husband or your wife? That's a big clue. What do you think of uh, if somebody's in a marriage and, you know, the wife's not that into sex anymore and the husband's a real horn dog and uh, the guy just wants to have sex with somebody? Is that okay? Is that is that considered cheating? Because most even even in that case, you know, most wives are going to they're not going to say, "Sure, go screw somebody else." That's okay. Mhm. I uh, have a bigger answer for that. First of all, Please. I think women who don't want to have sex with their husbands, something's wrong. I don't actually believe that men have a stronger need for sex than women. I think that women are so shut down to their passion and to their sexuality and to who they are and so ashamed of their bodies that 
that is manifesting as a lower sex drive and that our relationships are of such low quality we're with people out of attachment and need rather than genuine love and adoration and respect i think that speaks to our lack Mm -hmm. of sex and connection so if a woman is not wanting to have sex that's a warning signal to me i say in a healthy relationship if your sex life starts to go down that is the first signal that you've lost connection and you should pay attention to that and not attribute it to just kids or or what have you and i don't think that um i don't think that men have a stronger sex drive i think they have a drive towards intimacy women also have it but they may supplant it with something else they may have intimacy with you know their friends or their children a different kind of intimacy and i think that men although they have a deeper need for that type of intimacy when you're having sex with someone who you're not necessarily seen by meaning all of you and accepted for everything that you are and know that you're safe and you have that quality of a relationship it's not quite the same level of intimacy that you could have with a true partner who actually loves and adores and is with you and committed to you mm-hmm. you know it's interesting there was a article in some place online today I read it about um Jesse James the guy who used to be the kind of the car guy who used to be married to Sandra Bullock yeah yeah basically cheats on every woman repeatedly and he just said it's part of life and uh, he took a lot of flack when he was cheating on Sandra Bullock but then he all his other women he basically cheated on a lot and he fessed mm-hmm. up to it and he said you know this is just the way it is uh Mm-hmm. Uh, he he said, I admitted it, and I did it, and that's it. Next. So yeah. what's your thoughts on <laughs> is that is that what? How would you describe that type of personality? Uh, and is this the type of man that a woman should definitely avoid? You know, I, I really believe, in, and, you know, just based on my own experience and all the people that I work with, first of all, the studies that are out there that say people cheat to have sex, I think they're very superficial and they don't ask the deeper questions. And so that's why people will say, well, I just, I just wanted to have sex with somebody. Secondly, I have my own philosophy of why people cheat. I think there's only five reasons. And I think there are, you know, an unlimited amount of subsets in those reasons, but there really are only five main reasons. And somebody like Jesse James I, you know, I would guess that he probably has some self-worth issues knowing a little bit about his past history and, and, you know, childhood wounds Mm -hmm. and things like that. I used to watch that show decades ago and that he is getting his um, feeling of worth from attention from other people, which a lot of people do. Now, do I have a judgment about that? No. I think we all have different ways that we avoid feeling shitty about ourselves. Some people use alcohol. Like I said, some people use achievement. Some people use attention from other people. As long as he's going into relationships and saying, this is who I am, and his partner agrees to that, I don't think that's a high-quality relationship. I think they're going to miss out on something really magic that can happen when you have a real deep connection and level of intimacy with someone. However, if they're both in agreement and that's, that's what they've decided, the kind of relationship they want, then that wouldn't, in my mind, be considered cheating if somebody has agreed to that. Is that mm-hmm. the kind of relationship that I'm looking for? Not so much. Okay. Okay, this is uh, Guys Guys Radio, uh, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Our special guest is Terry Lee Lynn Wilkins. We're talking about cheating. Um, let's, uh, let's look at this a little bit of a different way. Um, when when you have clients in your business, what what 
what is it that you solve for them? They come to you with, with pain, with shame, with questions, with anger. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? What, you, cause you have a, I find it fascinating and I, I, you know, you're specializing in an area that's prevalent, but people don't like to talk about it. And I think that's it's great right. what you're doing, you know, because you really, you're out there saying, this is an issue I'm addressing it. And that's yeah. how things should be. It definitely took some courage to jump into the topic for sure, especially with the opinions that I have about it. Uh, it's all of the above. Um, I think it depends on who I'm working with. So I work with the cheater and the person who's cheated on, and I also work with people who are in the middle of it and people who have been decades past it and not gotten over it. So each 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 phase requires different skill. Um, but number one, the first thing that people really need to understand is why it happened. So if you're in the relationship and your partner just says, well, I just wanted to have sex with somebody, which I don't believe is a reason, then you're left feeling like, well, what happens when he just wants to have sex with somebody again? There's never any ability to build trust again. There's always you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and you can never, you know, remake that connection if you had it to begin with. So understanding from a real deep place, what was driving that? Was it a lack of connection? Was it that you shouldn't be together? Your your relationship has sucked from the beginning and neither one of you are, you know, brave enough to leave. Was it that this man feels completely worthless and uh, not good about himself and he's, you know, I have, it's hard to say no when somebody thinks you're great and wants to have sex with you. It's like a heroin addiction. So what mm-hmm. is it? You have to understand why first and then uncover you know, if that is fixable, if your relationship is sucked from the beginning, then obviously it's not fixable and that person probably will cheat again. So the reason is crucial. Then you decide if it's, you know, realistic to fix it, if both people are committed. And uh, it's going to take a long time not only to get over the pain of that, but also to reestablish trust. Now, when it comes to somebody who's already out of it, uh, I work with a lot of women when it comes to that they're bitter and angry and victimized and feeling like they can never trust again. Mm-hmm. What I have found is really the person they're most angry at is themselves because there's somewhere inside there that they knew on some level and they didn't listen. They might've known not about cheating, but they might've known they shouldn't have got to the relationship to begin with. They might've known they let things slide and they didn't take care of it. So they don't want to face that. So it's easier to blame the other person. Now I'm not saying that, it's the woman's fault. That is not what I'm saying. But we attract who we are, and we often attract people who carry the same wounds, even though their behaviors are different. And it's important to look at your part of that so that if you want to date again, you actually develop the ability to trust yourself again, and that's how you trust somebody else. The person you trust least and are most angry at is you and most you know, embarrassed about is you. That's very and, common. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have... Uh... Couples come in? I don't work with couples uh, one together. I've worked mm-hmm. with them separately. But the reason I don't do that is because I have no vested interest whether you stay or go if you're still in the relationship. What I do have a vested interest in is that you choose what is best for you, which is what makes me a little different. Most of the infidelity and cheating specialists or therapists out there have a vested interest in keeping the marriage together. And Mm -hmm. I am not a proponent of staying in a marriage if it's miserable. So by working with the person individually, that allows them to feel free and honest to express whatever that is. But I do say 
that if you're still in the relationship and you're thinking about leaving, the very first thing you should do is work on it. Because if you do end up leaving, you need to be damn sure that that is the choice that you are absolutely sure about because looking back and questioning and wondering if it was the right thing is the worst kind of hell for somebody to go through. So I, although I don't work with couples, I say be in couples therapy, work with me individually so that all, everything is being met and then, Mm -hmm. you know, decide on the back end. So you're keeping it real. I like that. Um, Yeah. You mentioned uh, five reasons why, men cheat um two -hmm. questions one uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit and also are there five different reasons why women cheat no i think they're the same um i will probably be argued with about that the reasons that you'll see cited in studies are that it was uh for sex or for connection or because you know they were lacking something in their relationship which which that's true like that all those things are true they're just not digging to the deeper core. So in my opinion, the five reasons, and they're actually in order of prevalence. Number one was you partnered with that person based on need, fear, or attachment as opposed to real deep love and adoration. Every man, I think, I think the men listening would probably agree with me in saying that having sex with someone or having someone attracted to you pales in comparison to having a woman who absolutely adores you and respects you and allows you to lead and believes in you, that is something that is way more valuable than mm-hmm. sex, that level of intimacy. But if you started the relationship without that, if it was based on childhood wounds or what have you, and there never really was that, um, then it often can result in cheating. I think that's the most common reason it's the one people want to hear the least because that's not necessarily fixable. Uh, Number two is what I've mentioned before, which is you have someone who hasn't dealt with their not feeling good enough and they're using attention from other people to shore up their lack of self-worth or their insecurities or feeling less than. That's something that's fixable if the person wants to dive into that and do some real good work around it. And then the, one, the third one that everybody wants it to be, which is I think the, le- the third most common, not the first, is that your relationship broke down. You just had a disconnect, mm-hmm. you had kids, you didn't nurture it, you didn't have date night, you didn't do the things you were supposed to do. Everybody grasps onto that because that's something that can be fixed, obviously. But I don't think it's number one. And then the fourth reason that uh, I think I probably butt heads the most with the so-called experts out there. They will say that it's never based on love, uh, that when you have an affair, it's only about sex. I disagree. I, I believe that people change, that people grow, and that people fall out of love with their partners and in love with other people. I think it's not common. I think a lot of affairs are not that. I think it's a small percentage, but it does exist, so it's worth mentioning. And then the last one is the least common of all, which is, sexual identity or denying your identity in the term in in the um, realm of, you know, maybe you have someone who is gay and they Mm -hmm. are married because they don't want to face that or they're uh, transgender or bisexual that runs the gamut again, very small, but still, um, still a reason and worth mentioning. How, how, um, when you're working with your clients and I'm assuming the majority are probably female because I don't think guys as 
sign up to talk about cheating if they're the ones cheating as much, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? That's <laughs> hey, true. I'm That's a cheater. True. I'm going to go in and see you. <laughs> I'll tell you about how I do it. But um, yeah. what, what, how do the women feel about uh, the other woman? Uh, yeah, that is, that is where there is scorched earth. And, uh, you see women, I, and I was a victim of, of this myself being the other woman. Um, in my situation, I was not only cheated on with, uh, with, with, with one woman, but multiple women. And so it was interesting watching how evil we women can be to each other. And the reason that is, the reason that is so, uh, raw because the wound that it brings out for a woman and a man, but even more obvious for a woman, is that you walk through life feeling that you're not good enough with certain things. We all have different definitions. And then sure. all of a sudden, someone cheats on you, and it is as if now you have evidence of it. That I thought I wasn't good enough, and now the person that, and I maybe covered that up, now the person that I thought loved me the most chose someone else over me, and now I have to face that lack of self-worth. So that pain, which is the deepest wound a person carries, brings out all manner of craziness in women, and they will scorch the earth and the other woman along with it in order not to feel that. Now, I think it's an opportunity because anytime you have something happen that brings up a core wound, it's mm-hmm. up for healing. So those that are brave that want to look in the mirror and actually say, what is this actually about? Um, that those people will get gifts out of it. But, yeah, that's why it's so hard. Men tend to react differently. They feel the same, but they, instead of lashing out, they feel that they did something wrong, that somehow they didn't provide. They didn't, um, they didn't do right by their women sexually. They internalize it way more than, than women do. But the wound is the same. Okay. How about... Um with the uh, growth of online dating and social media where, you know, you can be, you know, you you can be a guy and you're sitting at home in your tidy whities and you can be chatting up some yeah. fitness, fitness model from Japan or something. Do you find <laughs> yeah, supposedly, that? Supposedly, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you Actually. look at Facebook and whatever and Instagram and every, and all, you know, people, there's a lot of fit, people are just like, just showing off and uh, want to be seen and they have their own issues or they're just very comfortable with their bodies, whatever, but there's a lot, a lot of that going on. But anyhow, I I diverge diverge a little bit, but with, with online dating and also social media, um, do you find that cheating is more prevalent now or is it just part of, you know, the DNA? Well, first of all, I have a lot of empathy for men because the onslaught of images and invitations that they get on a daily basis. I mean, a man who is emotionally unaware hardly stands a chance. I, you know, that's just, it's like a, a, a drug addict having, you know, heroin thrown in front of them. So I have a, a lot of compassion about that, uh, especially if they're in a relationship where it's not fulfilling and they just, you know, so... I think it takes a, a very self-aware man, a man who knows who he wants to be and what he wants out of life and has done some interpersonal work to, um, to say no to that. There has to be some overriding guiding principle. And, um, and so a lot of empathy when it comes to that. Now, online dating and Facebook and all of that, 
it's so easy. I call it a false intimacy. It's actually what happened to to me. The man that I cheated with was somebody that I went to high school with, and the you know the typical guy I had a crush on. And in my case, actually, there was genuine feelings and genuine love there. But yet, I still was unprepared because I had just sort of entered the online. I was unprepared how quickly you can build a sense of what you think is intimacy online and not understand that it's not the same thing. So it's fraught with that. There are things like you like you've read, I'm sure, that you would say in text that you wouldn't say in person. And also, um, you know, it's not as if 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 we didn't have all of this technology and I was just walking down the street going through my daily life, I'm not gonna walk by fifteen men who are six foot four and ripped as hell and hot, right? That just doesn't that doesn't happen. <laughs> so the idea that there's always somebody better and always somebody who looks better, all of that I think plays into it. And I think it becomes essential for all of us to cultivate a connection with ourselves and to, you know, I was listening to um, what you were talking about at the beginning of your intro and how you're enjoying all this Ayurvedic medicine and therapies and I felt a little guilty because I was out in the mountains today hiking and I thought, wow, you know, some some of the things that are just so simple, mm-hmm. like going and breathing fresh air and, you know, getting in touch with your body and your feelings and, and what is out there and taking yourself away from that stuff is so underrated and so needed. Yep. And um, and so I think as, as much as it is a challenge and I, and I have, you know, compassion for it, there are ways, easy ways, easy ways around this. Hmm. Now, Let's get to the bottom of this. Is is cheating uh is cheating in your opinion a resolvable issue? And if so, how can you turn things around? And if you can't, when is it time to move on? Good question. So again, it comes back to the why, which is why that's so critical. Is it resolvable if your partner's gay? No. Is it resolvable if your partner doesn't want to be with you? No. So the reason is important. You determine that the reason is something that is mendable, then you have to have two partners who are deeply committed because you're looking at, even with help, you're looking at probably realistically a two-year process. One, to get over the trauma, and the woman's going to go through hell about questioning her body and her looks and who she is, and, and the man will do the same thing but from a different place financially and providing and all the things that he finds value in. You have to get through that, and then you also have to get through the rebuilding of trust. That being said, the couples that can do that, that had a quality connection to begin with, they can come out the other side stronger, and I believe grateful that it happened because they've developed a deeper intimacy. It's not easy, but it's doable. The people that aren't meant to stay together still should go through the process. The woman should understand why she was in that situation, the man should understand why he did that, who he wants to be. She needs to understand who she wants to be. And I believe that there's also incredible gifts out of that process when done right. And that truly, if you want to attract someone different, you have mm-hmm. to be someone different inside yourself. So you got to do the work. And so, yeah, it's, it's fixable. Is it um, common? No. It's a, it's a tough thing to get over, and because of the reasons and what they are, uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to mend relationships that really shouldn't be mended. That's, that's very wise of you. Um, last question. Um, 
Mm-hmm. What are the odds that he does it again? You again, know, it like... comes back to the, to the reason. Okay. I think um, a man, and and again, I don't want women to misunderstand what I'm saying. This is not, oh, if you don't take care of your man, he's going to cheat. It's not what I'm talking about. But a man who has a quality connection with his woman, who feels respected and cherished and honored, and you can't fake that crap. It, it needs to be real, and it has to be mutual. But two people who have that kind of connection, it's so enriching that the last thing they want to do is put that in jeopardy. Now, I think it is mm-hmm. something that is very uncommon, we, and, and I think it's so uncommon that you know, you occasionally, a few times in your lifetime, see a couple that you know just adore each other, not lust, not that initial phase, but they really respect and adore each other. And it's so uncommon that you notice it and you want that. You see the contrast. But what we see around us typically are people that are just as miserable as we are. So you, so you think that that is, sorry, Robert, <laughs> I thought I had my phone off completely. So you no, think no. that that is um, your litmus and anything, you know, that looks a little better than that is, um, you know, is okay. But I think that those quality relationships, I don't think anybody's going to cheat in that situation. Mm-hmm. Well stated. Okay. Um, tell us uh, and our listeners about where they can learn more about you. Our special guest, Terry Lynn Wilkins. Uh, any questions you have about cheating, uh, any advice you need, any coaching you need, she's the lady to go to. Tell our audience where they can find you and what do you have to offer there. You bet. Well, I have on my website, terrylynnwilkins.com, and I'll spell it because it's a mouthful, as you discovered. It's T-E-R-I-L-Y-N-N-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And I actually have the um, the reasons people cheat as a free guide on there. If anyone wants to download that, it's actually much more comprehensive than just the reasons covers a whole gamut of explanation of cheating, which is super helpful. And that's free to anyone. And then of course I'm on Facebook, just my same name. I also have a Facebook group and uh, I do live streaming a lot. And so there's a lot of great free information on there as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, I think you're, terrific and you're doing great work and you're taking on a subject where you're dealing with people's pain all the time. And, uh, I guess yeah. one, I lied. I have one last question. How, how do you, uh, how do you manage to keep yourself sane and not, you know, you know, some certain people absorb other people's garbage and I think I might be one of them, but, um, how do you protect yourself from, uh, you know, not getting over, over, uh, run by so much, uh, pain and, uh, you know, anguish that you're listening nope. to. Nobody's ever asked me that, and I just love that question. Uh, the The answer is I've been a coach for 15 years, and so when I first started, I wasn't good at that. The reason that I'm good at it now is because I realized that even though I'm an infidelity and cheating and betrayal coach, what I'm really doing, which is what I think every coach is doing, is showing someone who they are, Showing the showing them the wholeness and the goodness and the mm-hmm. uh, unwoundedness that they have inside of them. So as much as uh, I am in the muck of pain and bitterness and betrayal, inevitably every single session I have with every client ends up on the other side of that, which is such a beautiful thing to witness that it humbles me every day and brings me to tears on a regular basis. So 
so I know now that, you know, it's, it's like I preach, you walk through the fire, you walk through the pain, and I can now do that with them and hold a space for them and have it be okay and be insulated from that because I know we're coming out the other side in each and every session. And so it's actually enriching to me now. But it's taken some, it's taken some well over a decade to cultivate that skill. Oh, that's good to hear. A fantastic answer. And listen, it's a pleasure meeting you and also in online meeting you. And I hope we can stay in touch and maybe do it again at some point. But um, I think you're doing great work and keep it up. And I really thank you for being uh, our guest on Guys Guys Radio. So thank you, Terry Lynn Wilkins. Thank you, Robert. It was really my pleasure. Okay. Have a good one. Okay, folks. That's been our podcast for this evening, Guys Guys Radio. We're going to be back next week on the 22nd, next Wednesday. Our special guest then will be uh, Kate Montana. She's a writer. She's got a new book out. Um, I guess in you know, for closing comments, what Terry Lynn was talking about is uh, the key to a successful relationship. So you is uh, so you don't run into cheating. Is you've got to have some mutual trust, and you've also have to have good communication. And for all the guys out there and the women out there, you got to pay, atten- pay attention, pay attention to your partner, pay attention to the relationship. Don't take things for granted. Keep your eyes and ears open and, uh, and just take care of things yourself, your partner and uh, the two of you. So I'll leave it at that and wish everybody a great week. Happy spring coming up and uh, all the best. And remember that guys, guys, Finish first.